not going to sit here and pretend it doesn't, but I don't need it. Like, I don't need someone to be like, you're amazing. I'm like, I am fucking amazing. Come join the party. You're amazing too. You know, like that is an energy that it, it's, it's been a practice to arrive there. And for me, so much of it has been a daily devotion of keeping promises to myself. It's like, what promises am I keeping to myself today? You know, both ex, like both in, you know, the third dimensional realm, like what actions do I need to take that support me? Welcome to the Truth Alchemy podcast, hosted by me, Ella Sang, truth embodiment coach and a magical multidimensional being. This podcast is your portal into leading your truest and most beautiful life and brand, where you are all of you. Together, we play in the realms of purpose activation, unconditional self-love, truth embodiment, mindset, emotional intelligence, multidimensional online branding, kundalini yoga, spirituality, embodied leadership, manifestation, energetics, and so much more. This is an expansive space for coaches, healers, leaders, heart-led entrepreneurs, and spiritual seekers to remember who they really are, what they are capable of, and the life that they are here to live. So, open up that big, beautiful heart of yours to receive potent codes and transmissions that'll activate you into your next level. Let's play. Hello, beautiful human being, and welcome back to the Truth Alchemy podcast. This is Ella, Truth Embodiment Coach, and I am super stoked to be back here for another episode with you, and specifically to share with you such a delicious guest interview with my dear friend, Rachel Fisher. And it's actually super exciting because I'm heading home to Vancouver in two days time and I'm actually going to go to Victoria next Thursday, Friday. So literally this time next week, I'm going to be with Rachel face-to-face meeting for the first time. So I'm so excited. So this is such a powerful conversation that Rachel and I had and I'm so grateful for Rachel for coming on and sharing her wisdom around reprogramming the subconscious mind, around powerful embodiment work and really emphasizing the importance of the nervous system when it comes to be when it comes to being an embodied leader and also when it comes to expanding our capacity to hold the things that we desire. And so Rachel is a mindset coach specializing in NLP NLP, hypnotherapy, energy, and embodiment. She's an expert at helping coaches create sustainable transformation and success through releasing limiting beliefs and patterns, mastering their energy, and rewiring their subconscious mind and body, like all the juiciness that I am obsessed with. And so in this conversation, Rachel and I talk all about the power of reprogramming your subconscious mind and really bringing in and emphasizing the importance of the nervous system because the nervous system is truly that connection between your mind and your body. We talk about speaking your truth and how does nervous system regulation support us in speaking our truth? How do we activate deep trust within our body and step powerfully into our role as an embodied leader and so much more? 
this conversation was absolutely delightful to have. Like I said, I'm so grateful for the magical being that Rachel is. And so with that said, I'll let you dive into this conversation, soak up all of the goodness. Make sure you check out all of Rachel's links in the show notes. She has a beautiful program coming out I believe right now actually called opulence and overflow and so really allowing yourself to get into her juicy vibes and feel into her program if you want to expand with Rachel she is such a beautiful human being and I love her so much so I'll let you dive on in and we can't wait to hear what you think all right i'm so excited to have the beautiful Rachel here on the truth alchemy podcast how are you doing today Rachel I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Me too. So to start things off, can you please tell us more about who you are and the medicine that you bring to the world? Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So I am absolutely obsessed with coaching. I've been coaching now for four years. And long story short, how I got into this space was I've, you know, I've known since I was a child that my soul came back earthside to help raise the vibration of the planet. And, you know, I spent so much of my adolescent and, you know, even just my early twenties being like, I don't know, like how to truly fulfill this deep calling that I have. You know, I worked in a lot of like sales and marketing jobs, and it was just kind of one of those things where you know, I found myself in working in the fitness industry and I was again at this point in my life where I was like, you know what, like I'm here to create such a massive impact. And it was really cool. It was like things just started unfolding and I got introduced to life coaching. And I remember all of a sudden, like feeling my body just like completely light up with so much joy and pleasure and excitement when I heard of what coaching was that I immediately knew that it was what I was meant to do. And so initially I became a certified holistic health coach and life coach. And in that process, I actually recognized that I was so passionate about helping specifically leaders basically bring forth their mission, feeling more grounded and secure within themselves through harnessing the potency of their subconscious mind and working with energy and really infusing business with spirituality. And so as the years have gone on, I've just cultivated such a unique approach to what, like what I do, like being a, I'm a manifesting generator. And also on top of that, I'm just naturally a very multifaceted human being. And so the work that I do, it infuses, you know, subconscious work, NLP, time techniques, um, Reiki, with all of these other like aspects of just my unique magic. And so it's been really cool to essentially get to this place and arrive here where now I specifically work with coaches and leaders in the entrepreneurial space and really just helping them live a premium as fuck life and have a premium as fuck business. That's like genuinely helping change the world. And it's been yeah, just such a deep honor to arrive here. I'm so grateful. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much, especially the energy of like premium as fuck. I'm like, yeah, yes, I feel that. Um, and I totally resonate a lot with what you said, you know, like myself being a generator and also multidimensional being. It's so beautiful when we really see that 
it's not meant to be like a one faceted approach. It's supposed to be multidimensional. It's supposed to be what lights us up and being able to bring that to the world is the most magical thing. So yay, that's so good. So tell me a bit more in terms of the subconscious mind. Like what was your journey with understanding what the subconscious was? Because I think for me, it was like, that epiphany of like, wait a minute, it's not just my conscious mind, but my subconscious was a huge moment for me. So I would love to know what was your journey in, I guess, uncovering the world of the subconscious? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. So for me, you know, I spent a lot of my experience on this planet really struggling with my well-being. You know, I really experienced a lot of depression and anxiety and just struggles with my mental and emotional well-being when I was an adolescent and as I started like I kind of went through like my you know quote-unquote like spiritual awakening when I was 20 I'm, I'm 29 now and I remember just starting to recognize that what I believed to be true deep down on an identity level was playing out in my life and it was as if all of the things that I was believing or telling myself or the things that I just like didn't even realize, you know, I wasn't consciously aware of that I was like thinking were it was starting to impact just like literally everything I was seeing in my reality. And then as I got into the work that I do, one of the things that I noticed was, you know, I I was one of those people that like, you know, like I was saying all the affirmations, I was like doing all the things and I was noticing that the part there was part of there's a huge part of me that was struggling to like feel it and then i started to recognize well if i if i don't feel it like deep down on like a cellular level like if i don't if i'm not able to embody what i'm saying to myself like there's got to be a reason for that and so i started to specifically like reprogram my subconscious mind through meditation hypnosis through embodiment work as well, because I started to recognize that, you know, this was something that was playing out and plays out in almost all of like our lives, in, in all of our lives, truly. I mean, we are, we are all operating based on what we believe to be true on that identity-based level. And so as I started to change and shift and transform what I was believing to be true on a subconscious level, I started to notice that things were like magical things were happening. Like all of a sudden I was receiving more money. I was experiencing more pleasure. I was able to see myself more fully. I was able to speak my truth. I was able to heal from years of trauma, both from my own life and even like on an ancestral level. And so from that place, I started to recognize, well, this is one of the most important aspects of living a sustainable like having a sustainable life and like living in a world that feels supportive of what we're here to do is actually believing that it gets to be real for us, that we get to have that, that we get to experience it fully. And so, yeah, like it was, it's been like a very, it's very tricky to like fully speak into it because it's not, it has not been a linear journey. I feel like there's been so many twists and turns along the way as all of us experience. But I can say for certain that working and like learning to harness the potency of my subconscious has literally changed my entire life <laughs> and it changes my clients' lives as well. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I totally relate to it, you know, where you're talking, uh, like where you're spending all this time, like affirmations, like, oh, I believe in this, but like there's something missing. Like I say this, I'm thinking this, but I'm not feeling it. Like what's going on? And then you really uncover that there's a much deeper layer than just working with the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like there's so many people that are very drawn to the world like when they start to learn how to consciously like manifest what they desire and they they start to really uncover like that co-creative magic of being able to tap into you know deeper parts of themselves it's it's so imperative that we actually learn to feel secure and safe within the things that we're asking for and like something that i always talk about is like we only we will only receive what we feel safe to receive And so creating that inner security, I know for me truly, like one of the most impactful ways that I have actually developed that inner security in my business and in my life has been through movement, has been through embodiment work. Um, Because that was another thing that was like kind of hit this edge with working specifically just with my mind. And I realized, well, hold on a second. Like there's like this whole huge, beautiful part of me that I am not acknowledging right now. And that was my body. And because I, I mean, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but I would even find like I'd I'd be like experiencing these like beautiful things and like meditations, but then I'd like come out of it and I'd like my physical being would like still be having a challenging time where I'd be feeling really anxious or whatever this whatever was going on. And I was like, you know what? Like I need to also be working with my body. And so remembering for me was oh, like my subconscious isn't just my mind, it's also my body. And my body is really talking and communicating with me as to what is, what I'm feeling, what I'm believing deep down on that uh, subconscious level as well. Yeah, totally, 100%. Like that was literally spot on my journey as well. Like when I first came across subconscious mind, I was like, okay, like it's starting to make sense how I can't consciously go about things. And same thing, I was like obsessed with the mind, like NLP, like beliefs and like techniques, this and that. And then there was that disconnect of like, okay, I'm saying I'm believing all these things, but I'm feeling extreme fear and terror in my body so there I was going like okay I can do this I've got this like I'm a badass and then inside's like oh my gosh no you're not no you're not um so yeah I, I love that you know connection between the mind and the body as part of the subconscious because I feel like you know as a society we've been so disconnected to our bodies you know the mind has been so like prioritize it's like all about intellect it's about do you know everything are you smart you know can you rationalize it can you find the logic in it versus like can you feel can you trust and i feel like this is really the gap that we're beginning to bridge collectively yeah absolutely and it's so powerful when you start to actually feel like what you want like you can feel it in your body and you're like yeah like that's mine like it's happening like it's it's no longer this like elusive thing because I think that that can be really frustrating when you're you really desire something maybe it's to hit a certain amount of money in your business or have a certain thing in like a certain outcome of a, a launch or whatever it is like it's like it can be so frustrating when you're like I know that I get to have it but I don't feel it yet and so for me like it's been so so crucial to drop into my vision both from that like 
visualization perspective, but also to like physically immerse myself in the embodiment of the desire itself. And again, a huge part of that for me has been movement. I'm like, okay, well, how can I tap into the energy of bliss? How can I tap into the energy of abundance and really finding those things that like help me get anchored into it? And then also on the flip side of that, expressing my experiences, expressing my emotions through movement, through breath, like not just trying to logically think my way through things, actually being with myself and being able to, you know, scream and hit a pillow or be able to ecstatic dance and literally just let it all out. Like these things have been such a huge part of my process of returning home to myself because I think that what can be really challenging is you know emotions are that energy in motion they get stored in the cells of our body and so when we're trying to think our way through like it does isn't it doesn't work we need to feel our way through and again like breath movement sound is such a beautiful way for us to learn to hold ourselves through our joyful experiences and through our challenges as well yeah absolutely so beautifully articulated that's so good i'm like feeling every single word of it you know that power of embodiment i love what you said there about you know when you're moving through something it's not about intellectualizing it it's not about trying to solve a problem with your mind which is what we've been conditioned to do but it's sometimes just like how can i be with what's happening how can i be with the emotions how can i feel it and it's like the moment where you're not fighting it anymore it's like, oh, now there's a space to just see what's actually there. There's a space to move through it. And there's actually the space for wisdom to come through that will blow your mind because your mind can never get there by just thinking about it. So I love everything that, you know, you've been sharing about embodiment and I can't wait to dive deeper into that. I have like so many things I want to ask you. So (laughs) one thing that I would love for you to um, dive deeper into is, you know, with the link between the mind and the body, there's also the nervous system, right? Feeling that safety in the nervous system. So in your opinion, what's the importance of the nervous system when it comes to bridging the mind and the body and actually being able to feel safe, like you said, to receive the things that we want. And aside from feeling safe, it's like feeling that it's actually possible without freaking out. Because I know like before I did nervous system work, it's like, a game of hot potatoes, right? Like you think you want this thing and then it kind of comes, you're like, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like tossing it. So what has been your experience with working with the nervous system and what do you think that importance is? Yeah, absolutely. So this, again, it really relates back to what I was saying about like you only feel safe, you'll, you'll only receive what you feel safe to receive. And so the reality is, is like that ability, the capacity to self-regulate the the ability to have that emotional intelligence is what then actually prevents us from self-sabotaging away the we're actually desiring, right? Like what you said, it's like, oh, I get this thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do with it because it's on some level, that energy, the energy that that desire that has landed, that whatever it holds, there is a part of me that doesn't know or doesn't have the capacity or the bandwidth to hold that energy. And so I, whether it's conscious or not, oftentimes it is like an unconscious action where we literally just throw away the very things that we desire. And I've seen it happen, like as an example, 
you know, I've had clients come to work with me that are like, oh man, like I had this, like, you know, I had this huge, like cash injection month and now I'm just, I, I had it and now it's gone. And I like, I'm struggling to get there again. And so that's where we really have to learn how to regulate ourselves, how to expand our capacity to hold the energy of what we desire to then be able to feel that deep like security and worthiness that we get to actually not just experience it once, but we get to have it again and again and again. And so, so much of that is, it, it comes down to, again, that emotional intelligence, you know, being able to regulate your emotions when things are challenging, right? Like something that can really happen is from the perspective of, you know, when we're talking about, you know, coaching and entrepreneurship and all the things, I mean, it is a very, um, activating journey at times and so there are situations that can come up where if we're not equipped with the capacity to manage those situations then all of a sudden we, we can literally just fall into self-sabotage we can fall into patterns of like experiencing things that genuinely aren't conducive to the success that we're here to have the impact that we're here to have right so prime example is like okay so you know, you're launching and your launch isn't going as well as you thought it was going to. And oftentimes what can happen is it sends the nervous system into total overdrive. It's like, oh my fucking God, everything's going to fail. All my money is going to disappear. My clients hate me. I'm not a good coach. Like the spiral happens. Now, what we're not trying to do, we're not saying you're never going to think those things because we're not here to be like, for those of listening, like I'm sure maybe some of you have seen Men in Black, you know, when they like, take the little like zapper thing and like all of a sudden all your thoughts are erased like that's not the point like the point isn't to get to a point where you never think the thing or you never feel the thing it's what we who we're being in the experience so it's like instead of having that would maybe in, in, a, in the past make you go into complete overwhelm feeling like nothing's working and just completely shutting down you're able to actually take a second hold yourself hold your power, hold your energy, breathe through the experience, truly like feel whatever you're experiencing, move through it and then get back into, you know, motion as towards what you're actually here to do. So again, it's, it's not about never feeling challenging things. It's not about net. Cause I have, I've had some clients come to me. They're like, wow, like I thought I already like dealt with this. Like I thought like this would never happen again. And it's like, no, but now you're just equipped to deal with it in a, a way that's conducive to your overall well-being emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So does that, I kind of went on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Let me know if that's resonating. <laughs> yes, a thousand percent. I mean, our listeners can't see here, but I'm here having a blast, like nodding my head, like laughing so hard because everything that you said i'm just like yeah like that was my life the past two years before i discovered the importance of this um and i think it's a very important piece and i'm so glad that we're discussing this that we talk about emotional regulation nervous system regulation because sometimes when we think about mindset we feel like okay it's just about like you said getting rid of the negative thoughts oh no there's something wrong with me because i thought i got rid of this negative thought this negative emotion but it's coming back up a quote that came up for me the other day that i shared is like 
the goal is not to transcend the human experience, which I feel like sometimes in the earlier stages of mindset work, you're like, I'm going to transcend my ego. I'm going to transcend my negative thoughts. I'm going to transcend my body experience. But it's like, okay, like you go on one end of the spectrum and then you come back, you're like, wait a minute, it's actually about mastering it. So it's like what you said, it's about who are you in those moments and how are you in relationship with the thing? When we start to see everything as a relationship, it's like all of a sudden you get your power back because when something challenging happens, you don't have to be like, there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Why is this happening? And it's a total game changer. Oh my gosh, it is. It totally is. And I mean, this is something that I'm sure you've you've said to your clients a million times, and I so have as well, but I always ask myself, like, Rachel, what the fuck are you making this mean about you? Like, what are you making this mean about you, girlfriend? Like, is that actually true? Like, is that ultimately true? And the reality is, is, you know, two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to have that dialogue with myself. I immediately went into, I am not doing good enough. I'm failing. What's wrong with me? Essentially trying to like, I, w- I remember in the past, it almost felt like I was constantly trying to like fix myself. Like it was like, oh, this happened, okay, more shadow work to do, like, it was, like, immediately, like, this, and not to say, like, don't get me wrong, shadow work's important, but we're not, like, we're not fucking broken, like, we're not broken, we don't need fixing, and so it's, like, the things that we, like, what we make things mean is the meaning they have, so it's, like, when you learn to regulate your nervous system, when you learn to regulate your emotions, you're able to, like, kind of take that, like, objective view onto the situation and be, like, okay, realistically right now am I safe like I'm good like the things that I'm telling myself I don't actually need to believe and I now have tools in my toolbox that help me process my emotions maybe it's a particular type of breath work maybe it's yoga maybe it's going for a walk maybe it's you know communicating with my coach like whatever it is you start to like kind of grab those tools and you have them to bring you back into your power, to reinvigorate you back into your essence so that you're not, again, self-sabotaging away the things that you desire or essentially like running into burnout because you're constantly trying to chase fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that point. Like we're not broken. It's like, yes, we get to heal. Yes, we get to expand. But I think it's a very scary and detrimental consciousness trap when people are constantly like there's something wrong with me i should have been over this i should have been over this and it's actually the most ironic thing is like on this path of self-love and self-development it's like you're actually not loving yourself in the process when you're constantly like i gotta fix this there's something wrong with me it's much more self-loving to be like yes i'm human yes i'm having a moment how do i walk myself out of this how do i love myself in the process and like that truly is the journey that we're on. So I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something that I I often have, you know, come back to, especially over this past year, because I feel like this past year for me was so much about coming back into my power, like, and, and coming home to myself probably for the first time in my life, truly. And something that I started recognizing was, you know, Rachel, there's a big difference between what you actually believe to be true about yourself and then the everyday feelings that you have. Because I could feel like 50, and I honestly, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel many things in a day. Like, I mean, I could feel like a fucking queen 
in the morning and by the afternoon I'm like I feel like a fucking potato there's nothing wrong with that right and it's again it's because now I don't make it mean anything because what I actually believe to be true is that I can receive money and abundance and literally anything I want regardless of my emotional states my emotional states do not impact what I'm here to do my capacity to be a powerful coach to be a powerful leader because I actually believe that I get to receive in all ways no matter how I feel like that's my fucking truth whereas sometimes what can happen is you know you have a a hard week or you know you're feeling you know kind of challenged by something and the story that comes up is well now my vibration is so low that I'm not going to be and guess what well if you actually believe that you're probably going to receive evidence that supports that belief but if you believe i can feel whatever the fuck on an everyday basis and still be wildly capable still be like totally able to do all the things and be who i'm here to be like that's what's going to play out in your life and truly like just in that conversation you know it's like i've had some of my most profitable launches when I've been grieving, when I've had shit hit the fan in my life. And so that's another piece, right? Like when we start to learn to regulate our nervous system and have that emotional intelligence, we're able to still be a successful coach, be a successful business owner, regardless, because we're able to, we know how to hold ourselves through everything because life does fucking happen. You know, we can't plan for the unexpected. You can't plan for when you're not feeling well or when something happens in your family. But like, who are you going to be when those challenges arrive? Like, that's what really matters. Absolutely. And especially that point about, you know, it's about what we make things mean. What do we make it mean about ourselves? This is so key. Like, it all comes down to that. Like, any emotional experience is actually a neutral experience like when i had this epiphany it was like well even when i'm grieving even when i'm sad even when i'm feeling like a potato which i totally resonate i i was just like yeah like i'll wake up like feeling good and it's like and it's like oh and it's like okay all right we're not gonna make any meaning out of this but truly yeah like everything is a neutral experience so it's very disempowering when we're like oh no now i'm low vibe and i gotta be high vibe and then we start to put in shaming judgment anger frustration and it's just compounding what was originally a neutral experience which if we just breathe we're like right this is just part of being human it's okay this is not what i believe to be true about myself you get out of it and then you keep on going so i totally love that so much you know especially what you were saying around launches i would like a hundred percent raise all my hands and my feet to say launching and selling has been one of the greatest tests for me personally on my journey with my nervous system and with all the emotional intelligence um i remember we spoke about this last time when we talked but for our listeners here who didn't know there was one post that rachel made i think it was last year that honestly was it set me free in so many ways it was the post that you shared around a launch that you had self-sabotage or something like that Mm -hmm. and i remember because i was going through something very similar and i was like oh my gosh i'm not good enough i'm alone like oh my gosh and just seeing rachel share that you know which was a beautiful example of how she led herself through the emotions of it it set me free it was like, wow, right, I'm not alone and I don't have to make this mean anything about me. I was like, look at Rachel, she's running like an amazing masterclass to share what happened and to share 
like tips and what she's learned and embodied from it. So I think it's really important for our listeners here to really take this in is like your experiences are neutral and truly it's about what you make out of it, right? If you don't associate anything negative about what you're feeling about a failed launch or this or that to yourself and you make magic out of it, like you will literally set other people free in the process. And truly, like I felt so connected with you from that post. I remember commenting, I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. This is so good. Oh my gosh, I love, I'm just like so grateful to hear that because something that that experience taught me was that any, any challenge that I experience, and I actually was coaching a client through this the other day, is an invitation to be reinvigorated back into your power. <laughs> so the reason I started thinking about this and saying this to myself and openly sharing with the people in my community and my clients was when we experience something like what if it's not that we're stuck like what if we're like because that's not that's not what, what does it mean to be stuck are you glued to the wall are you glued to the floor like no like being stuck like what is that actually right so it's like we're never actually stuck we're never actually behind we're never actually falling behind Because that's another thing i hear a lot like oh it feels like i should be further ahead it feels like i'm falling behind or whatever right it's like no like when you experience something that challenges you, it's literally an invitation to be reinvigorated back into your power, to be redirected back into what is for you. Because when we go through those, like for example, the when I self-sabotaged my launch, I knew immediately after, the, like I knew it happened. And it was actually one of the biggest catalysts to me reclaiming my truth in my business because I got really, I, I felt like I was pulled out of myself. I got too clouded by other people, what other people thought, what other people wanted for me, what I thought I should be doing. And so it was a gift. I was like, wow, what a blessing that I did that that happened. What a blessing I experienced that because it actually was a redirection back into me truly feeling myself and being able to actually like, again, like see myself in a way that I hadn't really seen before. Like I was at a point in my life where I felt like I was outsourcing my power. I was like, I was seeking external validation, right? I was trying to appease others. And so that experience, even just, even just openly creating a masterclass and a post that was like, yo, I just fucked up. And it was like actually a really powerful experience. Like that in itself set me free because I wasn't trying to be perfect. I wasn't trying to like, pretend that I had this fucking groundbreaking experience, like in, in the sense of like, a, you know, a very successful financial launch. But the way I looked at it too, is like every launch is successful, man. Literally every single launch, everything you do in your business is important. And the ones that don't go as well as you want them to, you learn and you fucking take that lesson and you make it something magical out of it. There's rebirths that happen in that. So yeah, I really appreciate you speaking into that because that was a really pivotal moment in my life. And it's actually really wild to even think back to then because I feel like that was a little over a year ago now. And I feel like I've I've I feel like I've fucking met so many new parts of myself along that the journey since then. And I like I think it's cool when you like have those realizations of like, huh, I'm really so like I've just come home to myself so much since then. Like what a beautiful beautiful realization to see yourself in that way 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm celebrating you so much for that. You know, what you said there about everything being a success, every single move, like this is, this is key. Like for our listeners here, like literally take out your notebook. If you don't have one, notepad, whatever, write on your hand, like everything I do is already successful. Because yeah, I feel like especially in this space of entrepreneurship, there's a lot of like, oh, I see other people doing this or being so perfect, this or that, I got to be like this. If every launch isn't like that, if, if every post I'm making isn't like that, then there's something wrong, then I'm not there yet. But truly, everything is always adding up for you. And if we choose to see that, that's where we get our power back. So yeah, that's such an important piece. Yes, it's like starting to look at everything as like this like upward spiral to like where you want to be, you know, and who you actually are here to be. And it's, it's a really interesting shift when you go from forceful chasing kind of control yeah like controlling energy like trying to like like you feel like you're constantly trying to make things happen like you're you're chasing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because you feel like what you desire isn't already here when the actual truth is that there is no over there like there is only here and when you can lean into that the like delicious energy of what I desire is available to me right now and I actually do get to exist in a reality where I get to love myself. I get to see myself. I get to trust myself. And no matter what happens, I know that like <clears throat> I have my own back and I know and trust that God, the universe source has my back too. Like, and you and I even talked about that in the interview that I had with you on my podcast. Like when you arrive at that point of knowing that, like it, it doesn't, it like doesn't fucking matter what's happening externally because you're like, I see me, I don't need, because like when you're when it's like one of the biggest epiphanies that I ever had in my entrepreneurial journey is I remember going through a season where I was like, oh, I feel like people don't see me. And that was a story that I had. I was like, I feel like people don't see me. I feel like people don't see me. And then I had this like coaching session and it was like, are you, do you even see yourself, dude? And I was like, holy fuck. And as soon as I started to do work within myself and have that deep inner devotion to seeing myself wholly and fully as deeply worthy and knowing that that is my birthright, like nothing outside of me creates that. It's like, I don't, I don't need that. I mean, don't, we're all human, like external validation feels fucking good. Like we're not going to sit here and pretend it doesn't, but I don't need it. Like, I don't need someone to be like, you're amazing. I'm like, I am fucking amazing. Come join the party. You're amazing too. You know, like that is an energy that it, it, it's been a practice to arrive there. And for me, so much of it has been a daily devotion of keeping promises to myself. It's like, what promises am I keeping to myself today? You know, both ex, like both in, you know, the third dimensional realm, like what actions do I need to take that support me? But also what promises am I keeping to myself that are for that inner fulfillment? Like, who do I want to be to myself today? How can I love myself more fully today? And when we can start to create that like deep devotion to who we are and like the, the person that we truly are here to be on a soul level, that just naturally spills out into every other aspect like of our lives. Like we become magnetic when we own who we are, when we own our truth, when we allow ourselves to see ourselves. Like that is your magnetism, right? 
Yes, so much gold. I love all of that. And yeah, you know, I think it's one of the biggest things that we struggle a lot with as entrepreneurs, especially as like personal brands and coaches where we're putting ourselves out there. It's like, are people seeing me? Like, validate me. Am I doing good? Do you like me? This or that. But truly, yeah, it comes down to the question of, do you even see yourself? And I, I love what you said there about keeping up those promises to yourself because at the end of the day like that's what it is it's your relationship with yourself and when you're anchored in that relationship of love with receiving and seeing yourself and you bring that to the world it's like such beautiful clean magnetic energy because it's not like i need you to come in i need you to do this but it's like i am in overflow like it's so freaking magical like the, these are the vibes that i've been stepping into so i love it it's like come play like it's so amazing over here and if you don't it's okay maybe next time but it's totally different than like i need this i need this and it sets us free again to just be who we are and to trust that our truths are enough right now yeah i love that Delicious. Yeah, so good. So, you know, to build upon this conversation, I know that you also talk a lot about embodied leadership, right? And I'm sure like basically everything we've talked about up until now, emotional intelligence, regulating your nervous system, speaking your truth, these are all aspects of being an embodied leader. Uh, but I want to know more like to you, what does it mean to be an embodied leader? And for our listeners here today who may be you know, existing entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, or maybe not even an entrepreneur, they're just looking to better themselves and to expand personally. How would you guide them to embody embodied leadership in their lives? Yeah, thank you so much for asking this. Um, so for me, being an embodied leader is living in your truth and living embodied in your values, right? It's so much more than the title of you know, being a coach or a CEO or an entrepreneur, because being a leader is such a, I mean, it, it truly is like one of the greatest fucking missions and one of the most sacred experiences of your life. And whether, regardless of what kind of leader, right? Maybe you're a leader in your business. Maybe you're a leader in your, your workplace, your household, like whatever it is, it is a deep, deep, gift and the thing too that i love to kind of touch on when i'm speaking about leadership is i do not believe in the hierarchy bullshit like pedestal like i'm up here and i'm leading you it's like no like we're actually on even playing field like you are my equal and when you come into my space my gift is actually shining a beautiful flashlight onto the parts of you that long to be seen to hold you to your highest vision to be somebody who's willing to go first courageously and then help, you know, take you arm in arm with me along the way. And so much of the, you know, embodied leadership piece really does come down to values. It's like, who are you being and what you're doing, right? Who are you choosing to be when you're on your coaching calls? Who are you choosing to be when you show up on Instagram? Who are you choosing to be when you're not in front of people? are you even in integrity with what you're teaching, with what you're talking about, right? So for me, one of the biggest values I have is integrity, right? So I need to make sure that as I am embarking on my journey as an embodied leader, that everything I do is with the utmost integrity, that I am living in that truth, that I am embodying that, that I am willing to meet myself 
and call myself forth if I notice that I am not doing something that feels an in integrity, right? And so we get to truly, it, it's, it's really an opportunity for us to live in our like the truest essence that we have the capacity to step into. And when we're talking about, you know, how to be an embodied leader, it's really about being in integrity with your soul. Like that is, that is the, the truth of the matter. It's who am I being and what am I doing day in and day out to live in integrity with my soul, my purpose, the person that I am here to be, right? It's like, how can I take that mission that, you know, God has placed on the altar of my heart to fulfill and how can I truly be in that every single day? And so one of the reasons why I like, I'm just so, I'm so passionate about embodied leadership and even have a podcast called the Embodied Leadership Podcast is truly because I believe that where we are in the world, where we're headed, we need people that are willing to be embodied in their values. We need people who are willing to, you know, truly see us all rising together. There is no hierarchy. There is no pedestals. Like it's literally about us collectively rising together and helping raise the vibration of the planet and doing what we love and truly like basking in the amazing magnificence that it is to even just be alive. And so one of the things that I would encourage if you're like, well, like, how do I step into this? Like, I would encourage like making a list of all the things that you stand for and all the things you don't stand for. It's like a really helpful activity to get clear on your values. And then what you want to do is you want to start to look at, okay, so like what, like, what is it the things that I stand for? And what are like the, the specific values that come from these things that I can truly allow myself to embody both in my personal and my professional life because there's more than likely going to be overlap if not the same things and so you know a prime example of that overlap is one of the biggest you know values that I have is connection right so I look at okay so how can and connection relates to relationships like my whole business the reason it's successful is because it's built on relationships it's built on deep trusting loving relationships and so I don't just show up as that person when I'm coaching or when I'm in you know like when I'm communicating with my community I'm also showing up as that person when I'm in my relationship with my partner we you know we prioritize that deep intimacy we prioritize communication same with my friendships it's like how can i show up embodied in these different parts of my life so that's a that's an activity that i think is really helpful and in, in just really coming back home to like what are my values and am i living true to them and then if you know you're noticing that you're not there's no need to like you know shame or feel guilty about that it's literally like okay cool well how can i just you know allow myself to step deeper into that embodied state of being that I truly get to be that leader. I get to be that embodied version of myself. My life gets to feel juicy and exciting and liberating as a result of me being in integrity with my soul. Ooh, I love all of that so much. Integrity with our soul and yeah, really coming back to what do we stand for? I think we spend a lot of our times like wondering, okay, like who should I, like what should I stand for for this person, for this circumstance? But very rarely do we have the invitation to be like, wait a minute, 
if I'm not trying to people please, if I'm not trying to prove myself, if I'm not trying to X, Y, and Z, what do I truly believe in? What is important for me in my life? What brings me joy? And to really devote ourselves to that. So thank you for sharing that practice. I wrote it down. I'm going to go revisit those questions as well and deepen my leadership. So, so good. So, you know, on this path of stepping into this embodied leadership, I think the thing with embodiment, why a lot of the times we kind of shy away from it in the beginning, it's like, ooh, like, can I really trust myself enough? Like, what's going to happen? Am I going to be okay? So what's your advice when it comes to developing this unfuckwithable self-trust? You know, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, or again, as just someone who's got a big purpose on their heart, they want to live their life fully, how do we really trust ourselves to be okay? as we step fully into integrity with our soul, as we really deepen that embodiment in our lives, because it's not always easy when you embody things, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna be pain, you're gonna be sad, but like, how do we trust in ourselves that we're gonna be okay, and how do we trust in something bigger? Yes, okay, I love this so much. So, I have something I always say is like, it's pretty hard to trust that the universe is gonna deliver what you desire if you don't trust yourself, right? And so something that I, and we kind of touched on this a little bit before, one of the biggest pieces to developing that unfuckwithable self-trust is keeping your promises to yourself. It's truly teaching your mind, your body, and your soul that you have your own back. That when you say you're going to do something, that you do it. And the reason why this is so crucial is because when we have a lot of evidence that supports the opposite of what we want, it's very easy to stay in that state of not trusting who we are and what we get to receive, right? If we're used to procrastinating, if we're used to taking action and then not finishing something, if we're used to, you know, canceling last minute like whatever the thing is right if we're used to those experiences because those are our patterns it's very easy to keep staying there because that's what you're used to and so we have to get to a point where we remember that we do have self-control and it's triggering to arrive at that place because it means you need to take radical responsibility over who you're being in your life because it's easier to outsource your experiences to, well, it's this, I do this because of this person, or I do this because of this experience, or I do this because of my childhood. And don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I always, everything I do is operating from a trauma-aware place, like all of my training is based in trauma awareness, but it is important to also arrive at a place of radical self-responsibility for who we're choosing to be in our lives. And again, it's a triggering place to arrive to because we have to be able to, it's, it's, we have to meet those parts of ourselves that we'd rather shove in the closet and be like, oh, that's not there. Nope, I'm going to avoid that. And like the whole essence of shadow work is inviting those parts that we typically shove away to come back into the greater wholeness of who we are and to love all aspects of who we are rather than pushing and shaming them away and making them wrong. Because we have to remember too, every pattern, behavior, habit we have at some point in time served a purpose. And if it's not helping us now, it's, it's, it's not like, it's, it's one of those things where we have to be able to look at, well, 
I can understand and love myself as to why this has happened, but who, what am I going to choose now? And it really is an opportunity to, like when we're looking at like creating new habits and new patterns, we have to remember that it goes beyond just willpower. Like, you know, if willpower was the answer, like we would all, be, <laughs> we would all probably be doing many different things right now. It's also about setting yourself up for success every single day. It's about, you know, taking those like one step, one steps at a time to like really build that self-trust, right? So maybe for example, you know, we could use, I don't know, maybe you've been like avoiding your business, you know, maybe you've been avoiding like showing up and maybe you now feel like, oh my God, I haven't shown up in like over a week. And now my community probably thinks that I'm just like, fluffy and they don't trust me and you have all these spirals happening as to why you're not good enough start by doing like one story like today my goal is to post on my story one time and then to actually celebrate that to start to build that momentum of self-trust right the same goes for literally anything it's like you know when I was getting back into fitness it was so it was like every I tried so hard to get back into it by willpower I was like I just I just got to do the thing. And then I'd punish myself for not doing it. And I would feel this shame and this guilt. And then I was like, no, today I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm going to celebrate the fuck out of myself after that walk, because I know that by doing this, I'm going to teach myself that I can do the things I say I'm going to do. And then tomorrow I'm going to make sure that like my running shoes and my workout clothes are right by my door. And I'm going to go do a little workout, maybe 20 minutes after 20 minutes, I can stop or I can keep going. It's literally about having systems that support what it is that you're here to do. Because when we're talking about building self-trust, it's like keeping those daily promises to yourself and also pausing to acknowledge what you're doing. Like it's about doing the thing, but it's also about self-acknowledgement. And so I hope that that kind of gives like shines a little bit of light onto the, the whole conversation of developing self-trust because it is a process and it is a journey. And it's one of those things that requires like so much self-compassion, but also radical self-responsibility. Yes, that all landed so deeply with me. And, you know, as you explained it too, like I could really see myself in what you were describing there in the past, you know, not trusting myself because I couldn't keep my own word. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And then I don't do it. And then with time, it's like, okay, I really can't trust myself. And I love that idea of like, it's just keeping those small promises to yourself every single day. Because sometimes I think it's also very daunting when we're like, well, I don't trust myself right now. How am I supposed to leap into trusting myself? But it's like, okay, what's that small commitment, the micro commitment every single day? And that piece that you said there is so good. The, the presence, the self-acknowledgement and the celebrations, because often too, what someone might do listening to this is like, okay, I'm doing all the things. Okay. Do I trust myself yet? Why don't I trust myself yet? It's like, did you celebrate? Like, yes. did you actually acknowledge yourself when you did like the one thing, when you kept that one promise? So yeah, I love that so much. And I think it takes a lot of the pressure off instead of like it needing to be a big plan of like, how am I going to trust myself? It's like, okay, what are the little promises and how do you celebrate yourself as you go? Absolutely. And, and knowing that, you know, through those daily commitments, those daily promises, like it doesn't have to take a long time to build that self-trust. Like I went through a season where I was, you know, I was experiencing feeling like, man, like, do I really trust myself right now? Like I was having this like fucking internal crisis. I was like, ah, 
and then literally I was like, no, like we're gonna we're gonna just start by like that one step at a time. What promises am I keeping to myself? And I shit you not, in like a month, I was a fully like different human being in what in terms of trusting who I was because I was able to look back and mind you as well, every single day I was taking time to like actually acknowledge like dude you did all the things that you said you were gonna do and in the event that I missed something I wasn't like oh man you know like you fucked up it was like no like you you can just do that tomorrow it's okay like you look at all these other things you did this is amazing and this also helps combat that like persistent narrative that a lot of people can fall into is I'm not doing enough right like I don't do enough I need to do more it's like we when we can keep those promises and even write them on a piece of paper and really see like what am I committing to today and crossing those things off as we go and celebrating as we go we start to build that self-trust and even just doing it with those like small things or doing it with things that have nothing to do with business knowing that like all of that just gets poured back into every other aspect of your life because nothing is separate so like when we start to trust ourselves in one area it helps us start trusting ourselves in other areas as well absolutely everything is so interlinked and it's beautiful because you know the faster that you get started on this journey it's literally going to transform your entire life not just your business but your relationships but your health like everything gets to transform as a result of you keeping your word to yourself and celebrating yourself, which is honestly, for me, one of the most life-changing things because up until, you know, in the past year, it's always been exactly what you said. It's like, you're not doing enough. I could have finished like eight things out of 10 on my list. And it's like, well, you didn't finish the two, so you're not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I know. I literally feel like the first three years of my business, it was, that was like one of the fucking stories I had. And it was it was a it was tricky to overcome because I mean we're like conditioned to feel like you need to do more we need to do more like you have to you know a lot of us that have come from that like nine to five background I mean I know that dude like coming out of working like over forty hours a week and then being in my business it felt like if I didn't work that much then I wasn't doing enough and unlearning that behavior um, was a process and now I'm like fucking hell I'm working that much like (laughs) no thank you like what (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) yeah gosh that's that's been a big one for me too still learning on it but already so much better than when I first started because yeah like we never have like a rite of passage or like a permission of like hey now you're an entrepreneur so you don't actually have to follow these rules like within our system it's like okay still gotta work 40 hours 50 hours to be good enough gotta prove myself so yeah I I love this so much so thank you Rachel for this beautiful conversation it's been absolutely wonderful Um, I'm now going to move into asking you a final few questions that I love to sum up every interview with. The first question is, what does it mean to you to fully express your truth? Mm. Oh, I love this. Fully expressing my truth feels like fucking fireworks. Like it, because I'm such a fiery person and I have hid that and dimmed that down for so long. I was so afraid of being too much. And so like when I think about like fully expressing my truth, it's like fireworks and celebration and like just so much love and bliss. Um, and it's like when I'm in my bliss, when I'm fulfilled, when I'm like fully expressing my essence, it's like it's 
an invitation for everybody that comes into contact with me to also like come there with me. And so it's like, yeah, it's this delicious feeling of just like, fuck yes energy where it just feels like, yeah, literally like everything is magic and I'm, and I'm like living again, like fully embodied and in my essence like it's fucking magical (laughs) like visualizing all these fireworks (laughs) yes I'm feeling it too it feels like a giant party it's like party poppers fireworks great food music dance all the things so good (laughs) um second question for you here is if you could go back in time to any period of your life it could be early childhood teens pre-teens um early 20s wherever and you could go back and say one thing to a past version of you, what would you say? Hmm. Baby girl, you are going to move fucking mountains with magic that you're creating in the world. You are going to create so much impact that you can't even possibly imagine it right now. The lives that you're going to touch are going to bring you to your knees with so much pleasure, gratitude, and joy. You're going to truly fulfill that purpose that you've had since you were a child of helping change the world through helping others. And you don't actually need to worry. You don't need to worry. It's going to work out. And even in the times where you wonder what the fuck's going on, it's going to work out even better than you could possibly imagine. And so follow that fucking amazing intuition that you have because you know that you've been psychic since you were little and let God work its magic through you because you're actually so deeply connected to everyone and everything and your life is going to be so big and beautiful so keep fucking going I love you oh I love that so much my inner baby girl is like yes I'm going to receive that too while we're at it (laughs) So good. Amazing. So finally, how can our listeners here hang out with you? How can they get in your vibes and join your offerings and create magic with you? Yes. Okay. So I would love for you to come hang out with me on Instagram, of course, that I am Rachel Fisher. I also have a podcast called the Embodied Leadership Podcast. It is a very fun time. Gorgeous Ella has been interviewed on it as well. You can go check out that episode. Um, all of my offerings are listed at rachelfishercoaching.com forward slash links. And I'm very excited because when you're going to be listening to this episode, my new group program, Overflow and Opulence, is going to be live. This is for the premium coach who is looking to not only have a premium as fuck business, but also have a premium as fuck life. This is all about expanding your capacity to hold more energy of the things that you're desiring, more clients, more money, more eyes on you, more responsibility, more delegation as you rise deeper and deeper into your magic this year. So hella stoked on that offering, and I will definitely make sure that that link's in the show notes. It'll be rachelfishercoaching.com forward slash overflow. Beautiful. Yes, we'll drop all the links down below for you guys to check that out. That sounds so juicy. I'm going to have to reach out to you to learn more about that. I'm like, yes, overflow. I want that premium AF everything. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel, again, for coming on the podcast, for sharing with us your beautiful energy. It's been 
such a magical conversation and I'm just so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Yay! My love, thank you so much for hitting play today, coming on to hang out with me and tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This helps more beautiful souls like you find this podcast and it would mean the absolute world to me. If we are not yet connected over on Instagram, make sure to find me at PSMLA and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. I love you.